This is our second session on 1 Thessalonians 5, 6-11. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, not of the night, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. Let's just stop right there. Father, as we ponder what it is to be not asleep, but awake and sober, and putting on the breastplate, and putting on the helmet, show us how to live this. Show us what our dangers and enemies are, and how to protect our spiritual lives the way Paul means for us to. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So that therefore goes back to the fact that we are not of the night, not of darkness. We are children of the day. Therefore, don't sleep. So the idea here is, when you put it together with sober, don't sleep and don't get drunk. So this is the negative, this is the negative, this is the positive, this is the positive. So drunkenness corresponds to sobriety, not sleeping corresponds to keeping awake. And so the point is, don't sleep, stay awake, don't get drunk, be sober, meaning what? He's not mainly talking about physical sleeping and drunkenness, because he wouldn't say this, because we all need sleep. This is don't become spiritually oblivious. Don't lose touch with reality. Stay spiritually awake. So there are two ways to lose touch with reality, right? Spiritual reality. The reality of Christ, the reality of his word, the reality of his salvation in his way. And one is to be spiritually asleep, and the other is to be spiritually drunk. If you are in the physical dimension, Getting drunk puts you out of touch with reality. Going to sleep puts you out of touch with reality. All you do is dream. So these are images or metaphors for the spiritual life of vigilance. Stay awake. And the reason I put the Greek here is to show us that he is still operating in the Fear of language that he got from Jesus. Remember, it all started back here with the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And we don't want to be people of the night because the people of the night are going to experience the second coming like a thief and it will mean sudden destruction. But you are not in the darkness for that to take you off guard. That's, the, that's the, the sphere of thought in which he's operating when he gets to, don't sleep, stay awake, be sober. We'll see that now as we go back to Jesus. Jesus said, stay awake, same word, for you do not know what hour the Lord is coming. So you can see the second coming is still the context for this wakefulness. But you know this, that if the master of the house had known what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake. Same word, 
and would not have let his house be broken into. So if we are spiritually awake, we won't experience the second coming as destruction like a thief. And here's the drunken piece in Luke 12. Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Picture of the second coming of Jesus coming to call his servants to account. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed, second coming has been a long time coming, and he begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and get drunk, that's our word, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. So drunkenness here is pictured as the way you fail to live in a way where the Lord at his coming finds you faithful. It's a loss of touch with reality. Now, sobriety and wakefulness are both picked up on not only by Paul, but here by Peter. Be sober. Be watchful. Same two ideas as Jesus used and Paul uses. Hear the words. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Notice, Peter doesn't deal with these words in relationship to the second coming and the danger of being taken off guard like a thief in the night catches you, but rather he generalizes it to the devil prowls around with his threat of suffering and being sober and being watchful is what protects you from the devil. And that's really relevant here because Paul himself in our text now makes a switch at verse 8, doesn't he? Instead of talking now about the danger of being caught off guard by the second coming because we are uh, not awake and not sober. Rather, he says, but since we are of the day, let us be sober. And he introduces armor. So just like um, Peter introduces the devil that we need to be watchful and sober in response to, so Paul introduces another kind of adversary that needs armor for protection against having put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Breastplate protects your chest. Helmet protects your head. If you get a blow to the head in war, you're going to die. If you get a sword thrust through your heart, you're going to die. These are protections against death. And what protects us against death? Faith lived out in love, hope of salvation. That protects us. If, these are, if we are sober and wakeful in our faith and in our love and in our hope, we will not die when the devil attacks us. Faith in what? Chapter 4, since we believe that Jesus died, we believe that Jesus died, we believe that Jesus rose. This is hearty faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus for us. And what about love? Is this love for people, love for God, 
faith and love together as the breastplate? Here's the, the way Paul pairs them up twice. 1 Thessalonians 3, but now that Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us the good news of your faith and love and reported that you're always, uh, you always remember us kindly and long to see us. So I take this love to be love for us, love for the believers. So faith in Christ, love for us, or same thing here in 2 Thessalonians 1, 3. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly, and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. So faith in Christ, love for one another, that's what's going on here. Put on the breastplate of faith manifest in love for one another, and you will not be killed by the fiery darts of the evil one. And for a helmet, put on the hope, hope of salvation. Remember chapter 1. They themselves report how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. This is the hope of salvation, salvation from the wrath to come, which is confirmed by the fact that he goes on to say, for God has not destined us for wrath, but for salvation. So this is the hope. We're going to take up this next time. So the whole point here is you are people of the day. You are people of the light. Therefore, be awake and sober and vigilant against being taken off guard, both by the second coming as a thief in the night, which would mean sudden destruction, and against any other adversary for which you need a breastplate and a helmet. And those are the sober and wakeful experience of faith in Christ, love for each other, and hope that Christ is going to deliver you because there's no condemnation.